Welcome to Dog Stars episode 26. We're talking about the constellation of Gemini, which is visible through the evening sky for the next few months. Let's go. Hello, welcome to a cold, slightly misty evening here in Oxford. Max and I have just been up to Bread Corner. Bread count this evening, uh, zero. Uh, we went to Pasty Drive this morning, where there was once a pasty a few weeks ago. Number of pasties this morning, zero. Um, but at least it's clear, so we can enjoy the sky um, as we head home. And, I don't know, it's an interesting time of year. We've got Orion uh, there. Of course, if you follow the belt up from the Orion, as you'll know by now, you hit Aldebaran and the horns of Taurus the bull. Both great constellations, real showstoppers. And next to Taurus um, is actually, well, you know, you just have those people who are fine, but you just don't like them. Or an irrational hatred for, I don't know, um, waistcoats or something, you know, or the music of, uh, I don't know, uh, well, Oasis, maybe that's rational. But, you know, there's the band that you don't like for just some reason. I uh, have a dislike of Alan Bennett, for example. Well, the constellation equivalent for me is, I wasn't trying to imply that Alan Bennett's a band, the, co- the constellation equivalent for me is Gemini. Should be great. It's one of the big 12, big 13, the zodiacal constellation through which the sun uh, travels, including Ophiuchus, which is overlooked by the astrologers. Um, so it should be great. It should be prominent. It's got a great legend. It's, you know, one of the Greek-Roman classics. Uh, the twins, Castor and Pollux. Pollux, oh, well, they both shared the same mother. Um, Pollux's father was Zeus. Um, after some business, business with the swan, turning himself into swan. Horrible story, don't think about it. Uh, but when Castor died... When Pollux died, he realised his brother, Castor, who had a mortal father, wouldn't join him uh, in the realm of the gods. Um, so asked Zeus to put them both in the sky. There they are, Castor and Pollux, two stars, uh, from our point of view in the solar system, about the same. From our point of view, from our solar system, they're about the same brightness. They're not, the same. They're not really one of them, actually six stars, dressed up in a trench coat, looking like a single star. Um, but there they are in the sky. But there's not much else to the constellation. They've both got spindly stick figures that stretch back towards Taurus. I can just about see uh, the fainter stars there. If I had binoculars, if you take the uppermost of the stick figures, go to the leg, down the leg. Um, there's a cluster. It's M35. It's really rather nice in a small telescope. Um, but it's Gemini. That's it. It's what there is. I just think it, you know, compared to Orion and Taurus, it's letting the side down in this bit of the sky. Um, but it was, I think, part of my disappointment is that I'm looking in visible light. Because Gemini is home to a famous object that was a big mystery when I was first getting interested in astronomy. It's an object called Jamiga. Nope, that's somebody's garden. Nope. 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 This way. Good boy. Um, it's an object called Jaminga, which is now its official name. And it was famous because when astronomers start looking not with their eyes, not even with radio telescopes, or even with telescopes sensitive to x-rays, with telescopes sensitive to the most energetic light of all, um, gamma rays. So this is um, a view of the universe you can only get by launching a space telescope. And Gemini was home to the brightest single source of gamma rays that wasn't associated with a known object. So it was just there, shining away in the gamma ray sky, but not visible in X-rays or radio or optical. Uh, and so they it got it was Gemini gamma ray source, Geminga sort of, um, those aren't good with names, um, and it was a, it took decades for people to eventually find a faint x-ray and a faint radio source 
then they had a nice problem because with a gamma ray sky, uh, it's difficult. You can't really, this is very high energy radiation. You can't use conventional optics. You can't build a conventional telescope because the gamma rays go through. Um, and so you get a really fuzzy map of the sky. You just get a blob, basically. And so trying to understand whether this X-ray and radio source that they detected was the same as the gamma ray source was quite difficult. And it was only when they found the gamma ray source was pulsing several hundred times a second um, and then discovered that the X-ray and the radio uh, sources were pulsing at exactly the same frequency. You're like, okay, three things behaving the same way, roughly the same place. Those must be the same object. Okay, we can go down the tunnel. We can go down here. Uh, and it turns out, because it's detected in those wavelengths, it's a nearby pulsar. So I think it's about 500 light years away, something like that. So that's really very close to be the core of a massive star. And it's moving quite rapidly on the sky. It's got what we call a large proper motion. I mean, a fa fraction of a thousandth uh, of a degree uh, every year. But still... Uh, actually, much less, much less than that. Um, but it's got a high proper motion because it must be relatively nearby. And Gemini has traditionally been a good home for looking for things that are moving. Um, it was the place where William Herschel in 1781 found Uranus. And then, what, 129, 179 years later, in 1930, it's where Clive Tombaugh found Pluto. So maybe we should find Gemini useful, but just looking at it now. I think it's just two bright stars. Useful, signpost maybe, um, but my least favourite of the bright constellations. They're almost, almost a triangulum. That's just a triangle. Anyway, we're going home. Let's go. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at DogStarsPod and drop us a line at dogstarspod at gmail.com. Do let us know if you've been on your own walks or spotted anything in the night sky. I'm Chris Lintot, he's Mr Max, and this was Dog Stars. Thanks to Ellis Parkman for production. We'll be back next week.